My sermon is titled, Elevate Forgiveness. Elevate Forgiveness. And if you missed us last week, you can catch us on YouTube or podcasts or Periscope or, uh, um, or Facebook. Uh, but our, what we talked about last week was Elevate the impossible. Elevate the impossible. And it's not us elevating the impossible. It's God elevating the impossible in our lives. And how he elevates it is he he takes the impossible and he moves it to a possibility. And last week we saw four truths about our impossible. Our impossible, first thing we must do is we must pursue God. We must pursue God. We must go after God. We must have a relationship, not a religion. Christianity may be a religion, but it's about a relationship. It's not about a religion. The other thing we must do is we must surrender it all to God. God wants our everything. And the last thing is possibilities are only found in God. This morning, it's hard to believe, but it's the 13th week of our Elevate series. It's it's hard to believe that we've been on an Elevate for the last three months, and I look forward to what God has in store for us. And if you're tuning in for the first time or you've never been with us over the last 13 weeks, the word Elevate has been impactful and it's been insightful in our life at New Life Community Church. It's a word that God has given us. And I'll tell you what, I personally have been challenged in my life to go deeper and to go to another level with God. Elevate. Elevate, what does that mean? I haven't shared this definition in many weeks, but elevate means to raise or lift something up to a higher position. It means to raise to a more important or impressive level. And elevate here at New Life Community Church does not mean we elevate ourselves. It means that we uh, go deeper with God. We elevate him in every aspect of our lives. Amen. And over the last several weeks, the last 12 weeks, at 13 to this today, I hope that you have been challenged in every aspect, in every area of your life and, and your faith. And today we're going to be challenged again because today we're going to be talking about elevate forgiveness. Amen. Forgiveness, you may not think it's a big thing, but it's a very critical thing in your life. Let me tell you what this, what, what John Hopkins Medicine says. This is what science says, okay? And 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 we get the science aspect of it and then we get the the the, the biblical aspect of it. Amen. But look what John Hopkins uh, Medicine says about forgiveness. It says whether it's a simple spat with your spouse or hell or a long-held resentment towards a family member or friend, unresolved conflict can go deeper than you may realize. It may be affecting your physical health. They go on and say the good news is studies have found that the act of forgiveness, check this out, the act of forgiveness can reap a huge reward for your health, lowering, listen to this, lowering the risk of heart attack, improving cholesterol levels and sleep, reducing pain, uh, blood pressure and levels of anxiety, depression, and stress. It says, and research points to an increase in forgiveness, health connection as you age. Isn't that, a, isn't that amazing when you think about it? Unforgiveness can increase the risk of health issues. Unforgiveness can, can increase the, 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 the pain in our lives. It can increase our blood 
pressure. We can increase in, in anxiety and depression and stress and just overall bad health. When you look at the American situation and where we are at in terms of our health with a high cholesterol and high blood pressure and with an anxiety and depression and a stress level very high, maybe it's not a health issue we have. Maybe it's an unforgiveness issue that we have. Maybe we harbor bad feelings or we harbor certain feelings against our brothers or our sisters as in the people we come in contact with or we had come in contact with. Maybe it's an unforgiveness issue that we have. Ever thought about that? You know, I, I believe we all have known somebody who, who had unbelief in, or I'm sorry, not unbelief, unforgiveness in their heart and, and, and harbored bad feelings and it displayed that in their health. It may not be the, the main reason, but it's one of the causes to, one, to their bad health situation. See, we can, we can love more. We can live with more purpose. We can be o- obedient to God. We can have hope. But in one area in our life that can cause delay or prevent God from working in our lives could be unforgiveness. And I'm going to tell you today, today is a day of chain breaking. Austin said it earlier, and we didn't we didn't come together and say what we're going to be talking about today. He had no clue what I was going to be talking about. I had his list several hours before, but let me tell you this. Today is a day of chain breaking. Today is a day of freedom. Today is called Break Away Sunday. Someone put that in the chat. Break Away Sunday. It's a time to elevate forgiveness church it's a time that we become the church and we elevate forgiveness this morning we're going to be challenged to examine our life let's elevate forgiveness in our life this morning if you have your bibles we're going to be turning to matthew chapter 18 starting with this 20 uh, starting with verse 21 and we finishing out the chapter this morning but verse 21 says this so then peter came to him and asked lord How often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70, uh, 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 no, he says, um, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. So therefore the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. Verse 24 says, in the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him a millions of dollars. He couldn't pay. So his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owed to pay the debt. Verse 26 says this, but the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Verse 27 says this, Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave him of his debt. Isn't that powerful? The first thing I want us to see this morning, and the first thing I want us to grasp this morning, is forgiveness is available. Forgiveness is available. The first truth that we must recognize is that we all need forgiveness and it's available it's available to receive it's available to give amen forgiveness is not just a a one and done thing i wish that's all we needed was ask for forgiveness once and then we were perfect sinless people but we're not perfect and we're not sinless that's not the case we can't ask for forgiveness once and it should be a daily occurrence 
I encourage you, I encourage you every day to open up and, and, and when you pray, start out with, with confession. Say, you know, listen, Lord, I'm sorry. I, forgive me for my sins. I ask you for your forgiveness. On a daily occurrence, it needs to be something because we need to con- constantly be right with God. It's ongoing. It's ongoing in my life, and, and it should be ongoing in yours. Let me tell you this right now. As, as Austin says when he preaches, is, is hot, right? Hot, honest, open, and transparent. Listen, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect person. I have my faults, and I wish I could stand up here today and tell you that I've always been obedient to God, and I always am obedient to God whenever he speaks. I'm here to tell you today I'm not. I'm not a perfect person. None of us are perfect. See, I would say most times, most times I would say I obey God. Most times I, I, I listen to what he speaks and I, and I do what he asks me to do. See, the goal is to be 100% obedient, but it, it is not that way every single time. And that's when we must go before God and we need to ask for forgiveness. Not just asking for forgiveness. We'll touch on this in just a little bit, but it's about also receiving forgiveness. See, look what John 1, 8-10 says. It says, If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God, check this out, a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. The Bible says there, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to what? To forgive, to give us, grant us forgiveness. But if we say we have no sin, if we say we really don't have no need for forgiveness, what we're doing is we're calling God and his word a liar. Are any one of us bold enough to call God and his word a liar? I'm, I, I, I'm not. So what does the scripture actually mean to us? It means one thing, and it means that forgiveness is available. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter how bad of a person you think you are or you are. Let me tell you today that forgiveness is available to you. Amen? Forgiveness is available to you. What matters is that God is faithful to forgive us of our sin. He doesn't matter. He doesn't care where you came from because the forgiveness is available for you. Even when we haven't been faithful to him. And that's when sin comes into our lives. When we haven't been faithful for God, he exemplifies what forgiveness looks like in his answer to Peter. Peter asked, he asked, how much should we forgive somebody? And his response was seven times, right? Peter said, seven times is enough, right, Jesus? You see, forgiving at the time uh, uh, three times was acceptable by what what the Jewish rabbis would teach during this time. Three times was an acceptable limit. Three times. Can you imagine three times? Three times forgiveness, and on the fourth, that's it? You don't receive forgiveness no more? I think we all would have been, 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 been screwed out of forgiveness a long time ago with God. Three times was the law, or was, was what taught, what was taught that day, those days. You know, a few weeks ago, I, I, uh, I took a, a week off 
from work and we were doing some house chores and doing things around the house. And I was off with my wife. And of course, we were quarantined together with the kids. And uh, I like to push buttons. And uh, uh, I think I pushed her buttons every day that we were off together. And I think every day, at least three times a day, I made her upset. And uh, about three times every day, I had to ask for her forgiveness. Can you imagine, though, under this kind of teaching, under this kind of uh, 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 day and age, she probably would file for divorce already, right? Three times, seven, uh, that's 21 times. That's way too many times in Peter's eyes and, and during the, the teachings of those rabbis at those times. And here was Peter thinking he was doing something special. He was like, I'm taking my, my three times and I'm going to double it up plus one. And I'm going to give them seven. I'm going to give them seven times that I can forgive them. Seven times. And he tells Jesus, like, hey, listen, this is the big stuff. I know, I know the, the, the religious rulers and, and, and the rabbis of today says three, but, but Jesus, how about seven? And Jesus responds, no, no, no. Seven, forget about seven. Seven times 70. What Jesus was telling Peter was forgiveness is always available to each and every single one of us. Not just the 490th time, which seven times 70 is. He's talking about the 491st time and the 492nd time and the 493rd time and 94th time and, and forever. What he's saying is forgiveness is always available. This morning, if you get nothing out of the message this morning, remember this, that forgiveness is available. You've never gone too far. You've never gone too far until you get up to those pearly gates and you're sitting in front of Jesus. And Jesus says, hey, what have you done in your life? At that point, it's too far. You've gone too far. But forgiveness up until that point, when you still have a heartbeat and you still have a mind, forgiveness is available as long as we can ask for forgiveness. Amen. So what does that mean for us today? Let me tell you this. It means for us today what it meant for that servant. Check this out. In Jesus' parable, it wasn't this nice story that Jesus was talking about. There's some meaning behind this parable. See, we are the servants. We are the servants and, and Jesus is the king. And we, ho we owe him everything in our life. And there's nothing that we can do to repay him ever. And he doesn't expect, expect repayment from us. He just wants our obedience. He just wants us to give him our life. That's what he wants from us. But check this out. This servant was in debt 10,000 talents to the king. 10,000 talents. This wasn't $10,000. This wasn't $100,000. See, we have to understand how much, how much debt this servant was in. On the low side, and I mean it's a very, very, very low side, $10 million. $10 million. I was doing some research, and, and depending on exactly what they weighed and, and what the talent was referring to, it could have went up to a billion dollars. But let's go to the low side for you. Let me just, let me just, just show you exactly how big a debt this person was in. Say it was $10 million on the very low side, right? Put it in perspective here. It would take 400 years working 40 hours a week, giving every dollar that you earned at California's current minimum wage at $13 an hour. It would take you 400 years to pay that debt off. 400 years. 
Say you have a pretty decent paying job and you're earning $26 an hour. Guess what? Now you're still working 200 years. 200 years. You could be making $39 an hour and guess what? You're still working 100 years straight. 40 hours a week, every penny going to the king to pay off this debt. So what does this man do? What does this man do? This man pleaded with the king. He pleaded with the king for patience. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? He pleaded with the king for patience because he, he had this theory that he was going to pay back this debt. No way that this man was going to pay off his debt. No way was he going to pay off his 10,000 talents. There was no way. What the man needed was not patience. The man needed forgiveness. Amen. That's what he needed. That's what he needed from the king. And what do we see the king do? The king didn't give the man more hours to work. The king didn't give the man a pay raise. The king didn't give the the man uh, or didn't sell the man's wife and children and belongings in himself. What the king did was he forgave this man's enormous amount of debt. He forgave it. And what does that mean for us today? Let me tell you this. We own a ton of debt to God. The, the Bible says the wages of sin, the wages of sin, the debt of sin. But God in his infinite mercy, God in his infinite grace has forgiven us just like the king forgave the servant. I'm going to tell you again this morning, forgiveness is available. Someone type that in the chat there. Forgiveness is available to you. It's available to you. With this in mind, there's three ways we'll see this morning that we should apply this to our lives. Apply forgiveness. Coming back to Matthew 18, verse 28 says this, But when the man left the king, after he received forgiveness, when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. Verse 29 says his fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. The second truth we see this morning is forgiveness is available, but we must also forgive. We must Forgive. Forgiveness is available to you, but also forgiveness must be given from you. We must forgive. This servant, after, after being forgiven of his enormous amount of 10,000 talent debt, he went out and he did not forgive his fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. A, a debt of 10 million wiped clean, and he can't forgive a few thousand dollars. See, this the servant owed the king millions of dollars. He owed the king millions of dollars. He accepted and received forgiveness from the king. And when the fellow servant asked the same thing that he did, this servant did not allow him. And he did not give him forgiveness. And so what did he do? He tossed him, had him arrested and put him in prison. Over a few thousand dollars. Listen, millions of dollars un, un, unavailable to be paid. You never could pay it back. A few thousand dollars? You can. It's possible. 
and he didn't even show the mercy that was granted to him. He did not show the forgiveness that was granted to him. Let me show you how this all works out in our life and in your life. See, we've already established that Jesus is the king. We've already established that you and I is the servant. And this fellow servant, you know who that is? It's everybody around us. That's who it is. It's your family. It's your friends. It's your coworkers. It's your neighbors. It's your parents. It's your daughter and your son. It's your cousins. It's that annoying person that you can't stand. It's that person who's done you wrong. It's everybody in between. That's who this fellow servant was. And what we do is we receive forgiveness from God and we come before God and we say, God, just please forgive me of my sins and I want to be washed clean and I just I, I want to have a close relationship with you. And we come before God and we receive his forgiveness that he so willingly gives out to us. And then when, when something happens to us, we harbor hard feelings and we don't forgive others. We're the, exactly the same thing as this servant man. Let me tell you this, church. There's no other way to say it. We must give forgiveness. We must give forgiveness. Let me tell you this. I've been there before. I've held grudges against people in my past. I've held unforgiveness in my heart. And it comes with this, this, this attitude and, and this pompous attitude of, of we don't, they didn't ask for forgiveness. So why would I give them forgiveness? Right. And so we don't give forgiveness because they, they never asked for it. Or we, we say things, well, well, they really don't deserve to be forgiven. And so we never forgive and never let it go. Or, or we say things like they hurt me and I can never forgive them for the hurt that they've caused me in my life. I've heard that one a lot. Or they've hurt me and I want to see the same thing done to them. I want to see them hurt as well because they hurt me. And what we do is we refuse to forgive them, even though ourselves we received forgiveness. Let me tell you this. We are to forgive as God has forgiven us. There's multiple reasons why to forgive. This morning, I want to touch on two of them. The first one is because unforgiveness breaks fellowship with God. Unforgiveness breaks our fellowship with God. You see, what we, we, we don't see that. We don't realize that. But unforgiveness breaks our fellowship with God. It affects our relationship with God. Look what Matthew 6 says, verse 14 and 15. It says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Check this out. Verse 15 says, but if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Ouch, that hurts. Jesus said it. No other man said it. It's not my words. It comes from the word of God. Jesus says it. If you do not forgive others, then then God cannot forgive you of your sin. That's what he says. Will not, will not forgive us of our sins. 
And if God doesn't forgive us of our sins, let's connect us all together. If God does not forgive us of our sins, that means that we have sin in our life. And the Bible is clear that sin separates us from God. Sin hinders our relationship with God. We can't have a relationship or a general relationship with God with sin in our lives. We can't be elevated. God can't elevate us to the next with sin in our lives. And that sin results from unforgiveness, something that can be done. It results from unforgiveness in our lives. And that sin would not be forgiven unless we can come to realization that we need to forgive others. That's how unforgiveness breaks fellowship with God. And let me tell you, let me give you this stark warning. Let me give you a reality check. It's not just a temporary, but it's everlasting. Look what, look what the, the, the text continues on in Matthew 18, 33, 35 says. It says, shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? This is the king talking to the servant. He says, then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid the entire debt. That's what, this was Jesus saying, that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart, from your heart. So if Jesus wasn't clear in Matthew 6, he's pretty clear in Matthew 18, 33 through 35. Unforgiveness breaks fellowship with God. But let me tell you this, it just doesn't affect our fellowship with God. Second thing I want us to see this morning is unforgiveness breaks fellowship with others. See, I don't think we think about this, but unforgiveness breaks fellowship with others. You see, it doesn't hurt just our relationship with God. It hurts our relationship in every aspect of our relationship with others. Check this out. A 2011 study published in the Journal of Family Psychology on Forgiveness and Relationship Satisfaction. It showed this, that in a relationship, a lack of forgiveness makes resolving conflict much less likely. Research has also shown that a lack of forgiveness stirs up negative emotions and creates more conflict, all centered around unforgiveness. It stirs negative emotions and it causes more conflict. And when we have unforgiveness, what it does is it carries over to other relationships that we may have, and it affects those current relationships, current and future relationships. See, we, we, we might enter a relationship with scars from, a, from our childhood upbringing, from a, from a father, or from a mother, or from a brother, or a sister, or, or, or an environment growing up as a child. And what we do is we carry on those, those, those scars, and we carry on those emotions, and we carry on that unforgiveness, and we carry on that hurt into our next relationship that we have with somebody else, with a spouse, with a friend, whatever it may be. Or we've had an abusive relationship with a, with a previous boyfriend or girlfriend, and we carry that into the, the next relationship. Or we had some kind of a, abusive relationship with a boss or a co-worker, and what we do is we take that, that emotional scars and the issues and the troubles that were, were caused at that employer, and we move it on to the next employer. Because we can't forgive, it affects everything down the line until we can put a stop to it, until we can come to a, a, a forgiveness. And we carry it on in our relationships in life. So how do we not allow our unforgiveness to come into our relationship with others? 
I'm telling you, it's easier said than done. We got to forgive. You got to forgive. Let me tell you this. You don't have to forget. But you got to forgive. It's time to forgive. It's time to release it. It's time to let it go. Release it. Now, now follow me on this. I'm not, I'm not telling you to stay in an abusive relationship. I'm not telling you to stay underneath and work underneath an oppressive boss. I'm not telling you to keep, keep ex- uh, accepting abuse from a parent or from a spouse or from anybody else that may abuse you just because they ask for forgiveness. No, I'm telling you that it, you need to flee from that situation. But once you're out of that situation, and some of us have been out of these situations for 5, 10, 15, 30, 50 years, Once we're out of that situation and that abuse, then at that point, healing can occur when we come before God, when we come and we say, listen, that person done me wrong and I forgive them. What a powerful thing to say is I forgive them. See, once we flee from that abuser, we must, we must forgive. Because let me tell you what, I'm going to be honest right now. Because if you don't forgive, what you allow to happen as you allow that abuser to keep abusing you. Day in, day out. Year in, year out. That abuser moved on. But what you allow is you allow the effects of the abuse. You allow the effects of that relationship. You allow the effects of unforgiveness to affect you today and tomorrow and the next day. I was talking to a family member several years ago. And they were talking about what they've gone through. And I said, you know what? You need healing. And you need closure. You got you to gotta forgive. You just got to let it go. You got to forgive. Because what you're doing is that you're allowing that abuser to affect you every day. You got to forgive. Living with unforgiveness is not hurting the abuser. It's hurting you. And I'm telling you today, church, it's time to elevate forgiveness. Why? Because it's hurting you. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Why? Because it's the God thing to do. Second, Second Corinthians 5.17, we know this. This is our scripture text for our church. It says this, therefore, if anyone is in, in Christ, the new creation is, has come, the old has gone, the new is here. What does that scripture have to do with forgiveness? It has to do everything with forgiveness. Absolutely everything forgiveness. See, as we come before God, as we read earlier in 1 John 1, 9, and he is faithful. He is just to forgive us. If we come before God and we say, Lord, forgive me of my sin for this is what I've done or whatever it may be. And we come before God and we ask him for his forgiveness. The Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, right? So if we go and we, and so if, we, if, 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 if God, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of you and me, if we can go before him and, and we can receive forgiveness from him and he gives it willingly and he, we receive forgiveness from him and he gives us a new life like Second Corinthians talks about, then why can't we forgive ourselves? Why can't we forgive ourselves? And that's the third thing I want us to see this morning. We must forgive yourself. We must forgive ourselves. We can't move forward without forgiving ourselves. You can't move forward without 
forgiving yourself. See, some of us can't forgive and it comes easy to us. Some of us can forgive others and that comes easy. But when it comes to ourselves, we are a harsh critic of ourselves and we can't forgive ourselves. We take the blame. Some of the blame that we take wasn't even our fault, but we take the blame because it made us feel better. But in reality, it didn't make us feel better. Better, It kept us in bondage of unforgiveness. Some of us have done really heinous things in our lives. And you know what? We can't get over it. We've accepted the fact. We, we received what we've done, but we can't get over it because we can't forgive ourselves. Let me tell you today, yesterday's mistakes was yesterday's mistakes. The Bible tells us that God's mercies are renewed daily. God's mercies are renewed daily. Let me tell you this. We must forgive ourselves because unforgiveness prevents growth. That's the next thing I want you to see this morning is unforgiveness prevents growth. You can't grow without forgiving others and forgiving yourself. It's not possible. See, why can't you grow? Why can't growth happen? I touched on this a little earlier, but unforgiveness causes you to live in the past and not move to the present. And if you can't move to the present, forget about the future because unforgiveness holds you back. It causes you to hold on to your, your, your past hurts, your past troubles. It causes you to hold on to your past mistakes. What happened is we, is we miss opportunities because we do, are distracted by living in the past. Let me tell you this. If you haven't learned this already, you're going to make mistakes. It doesn't matter that we make the mistakes. Well, it does. But in reality, when it comes down to it, what matters is that after we make the mistake, we forgive of our forgive, ask for forgiveness from God, forgive ourselves, and we can move on to the next that God has in our life. But until we cannot accept God's forgiveness, if we, that's one stage. Once we accept God's forgiveness, we got to forgive ourselves. Move on. Yesterday was yesterday. It's time to elevate forgiveness so we can achieve the growth that God wants you to achieve. God can't use you when you're holding on to unforgiveness because it causes sin in our lives. God can't move you to the next because he's too busy. You're too busy looking at the past hurts of yesterday. Accept forgiveness from God. And if God has forgiven you, forgive yourself and let's move forward. Because that's the only way that God is going to work in and through your life and take you to the next in life if you can accept forgiveness. Unforgiveness causes our life to be stagnant, stale. It prevents experiencing the fullness of God. So how do we elevate forgiveness? The last thing we see is let Jesus be the example. That's the fourth one. Let Jesus be the example. How do we forgive? How do we not hold grudges? How do we move forward? Look what Jesus did. And Luke 23, verse 34 says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. This was Jesus hanging upon the cross after he was whipped as he was hanging there with nails and a crown of thorn. He looked upon everybody who assaulted him. He looked at everybody who cursed him. He looked at every oppressor that was oppressing him. He looked at every soldier that beat him. He looked at them and he said, Father, he said, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. 
He displayed forgiveness on the cross. These people who put Jesus on the cross, they didn't deserve forgiveness. He was innocent and they killed an innocent man, but he still forgave them. They didn't ask for forgiveness, but he still forgave them. They thought they didn't do anything wrong and he still forgave them. He still forgave them. Stephen, in the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 59, it says this, as they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. As Stephen was being assaulted, as he was dying, he asked to forgive his abusers. They didn't ask. They didn't deserve. But he still forgave. Listen, some of the people who have done us wrong in the past may never ask you for your forgiveness. Some of them may, but I guarantee you most of them won't. Some of the people who hurt us have no clue really that they hurt us. Some of the people they do know. Some of the people who've done us wrong don't deserve forgiveness. They deserve, in our eyes, to be rotted in the pit of hell. But let me tell you this morning, forgive them. Forgive them. It's time, church, that we elevate forgiveness. It's time that we we let go of the past. It's time for us to forgive the wrongs that have been done to us. It's time to, to move past the hurts of yesterday's mistakes. These situations that we have festered on and have allowed to control our life. I'm telling you right now this morning, it's a declaration. They will control us no more. Amen. They will control you no more. The unforgiveness that that you hold on to, it's time for it to be released. Listen, those individuals may not deserve it. They may never ask for it, but let's elevate forgiveness in our lives. Amen. That's what matters. Let me tell you this. Jesus died for that same reason, for undeserving people and for people who never asked for it. That's who he died for. And that's who we need to forgive. They never asked for it. They don't deserve it. But the Bible tells us to forgive. Let me tell you this morning, church. This is for some of you out there right now. Healing is waiting for you. And it's waiting right now at the road of elevate forgiveness. Healing starts right now with forgiveness. Heavenly Father, I come before you right now. Lord, and and, and, and there's some of us have, have, have harbored feelings for years. Even though we say we've let it go, we we haven't truly. Lord, some of us have harbored feelings over the last six, eight, twelve weeks because of this pandemic that we're going on and 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 and, and the uproar and, and the things that are going on in, in America and across the world, and we've harbored these 
these feelings in our hearts. And that's not what you're called us to do. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, for the one that hears my voice. Lord, healing is available for them. Lord, I, we come before you today. And we ask you for your forgiveness. We receive it. I want to take one step further. Right now, right where you're at, you know what's going on in your life. You know what has happened. But repeat these words, I forgive. I forgive everyone that's done me wrong. I forgive every word that has been spoken ill over my life. I forgive for harboring bad feelings. Forgive us today, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for where you're going to take us. Lord, as we remove now unforgiveness in our hearts. And you can work on us to move us in the right direction. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for your healing. I thank you for your still presence. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in each one of our lives. Encourage us this week, Lord. Allow us to elevate forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I believe God has done a work in your life this morning. I believe that God is, has, has going to take you somewhere because now that, that, that unforgiveness is removed out of your life, he's going to take you to, to, to new heights. You're going to feel peace. You're going to feel rest. You're going to feel healthy again because you let go and you let God. Amen. Don't take it back this morning. Move in to that. You've forgiven. So when Satan this week throws it up at your face, say, no, that's, that's been forgiven. That's been let go. And I'm a new individual because 2 Corinthians tells me I'm new in Christ. Amen. God bless your church. We'll see you a deep dive every morning, 10 o'clock. Join us on that. Share it with a friend. We'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.